This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk, the preview show. We are looking forward to this Tuesday's game against Exeter. I have got John Beer, my favourite second name of all the people we've ever had on the podcast. That is the <laughs> that is the award for the best second name right there. How you doing, John? Yeah, not bad, Jamie. Thanks, thanks for having me. I do get that comment quite a lot. It's an Im- immensely good name to have as a surname. Unfortunately, I'm not a big beer drinker myself. More of a Guinness man, so uh, I do get a little bit of stick for that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean Guinness is a Guinness is a good drink. If you're going to say you weren't a fan of any alcoholic drink, then uh, yeah, I might, yeah, I might give you some stick there myself. <laughs> um, John is co-host of my new football club um podcast uh go go check them out um i know you're doing some some great work over there john how's it going on that yeah yeah been been really good um you know it's uh it's not more of a serious podcast it's more of a jokey podcast we're sort of um you know taking the mick out of ourselves and out of the team when we're not doing so well and but i'm trying to stay overly positive and not get too too down as well you know trying to bring a more light-hearted approach to maybe sports broadcasting yeah, exactly. I think you've you've got to do that at times, and I think actually we could probably take a, a leaf out of that that book and and do that a bit more as Derby fans, to to be quite honest. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, that sounds that sounds great. Like I said, go go check that out, um, Derby fans listening. So we're going to talk all about the upcoming game and next turn, just get a, a bit of insight into uh, the game on on Tuesday. So John, sum up the season so far from a from Exeter point of view. So started the season uh, incredibly well, top of the league at the end of September. And we thought, OK, maybe we've got a, a little team on our hands. And I think that all came crashing back down to reality. With, uh, with, with After that, we went on a, a horrendous run. I think we lost, we didn't win for 16 games, drew one in that period. Um, and it was looking a little bit uh, on edge for Gary Caldwell. You know, there was questions about whether he was going to have a job by the at the end of the year and Luckily for him, he, he picked up some really important results. I think uh, Stevenage away stands out to me. We were down to 10 men for about 60 minutes and managed to get a point there, being a goal down. Um, and that was sort of the turning point then into Boxing Day, beat Carlisle um, in what seemed like a sort of make or break game for Gary Cordon. And then since then, we've we've been flying, I think. We, we've beaten some really good t- teams away from home. We've beat Bristol Rovers, Barnsley, then Peterborough at home last Tuesday. And obviously, we're going away this well, yesterday or, or Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this. So, 
sort of turned the season not around, but sort of made it a little bit more favourable and a little bit more optimistic that we might be in League One still this season. But there's still a lot uh, next season, sorry, but there is still a lot of work to do. Yeah, and and thank you for that result um, against <laughs> Peterborough because that yeah. was a, that was welcome to to see that, and obviously they they went and lost on on Saturday as well, which somehow has kept us second. I know obviously that that Bolton have got games in hand, but uh, yeah, Derby still find themselves second at, at time of recording, and and when you're listening to this, probably you mentioned there the the two results, two two one victories. How did those two games go from from your point of view? So, I mean, the, the bar, I mean, well, I mean, there's, there was three in, in the terms of Barnsley, but, you know, that was a, a few weeks ago. Peterborough was a, a weird one. The first half, we were completely and utterly outplayed by a really strong Peterborough side, some, some brilliant players in there. And then the game sort of changed in the 55th minute uh, when, when they had a sending off. And all of a sudden, we looked full of life again. We looked we were attacking, free flowing like we did at the start of the season and have looked very good attacking wise at times this season we've been a little bit lackluster with final final balls and product um we've not really had a striker or recognized striker all season up until we brought in moisa recently and um you know he's made a massive difference made a big difference in the game against peter brick came on stretched the play allowed us to get in behind a little bit more but ultimately it was a, it was a little bit of a smash and grab a bit lucky to, to win that one at home two own goals well one's now been credited to, to Reese Cole from the free kick but sort of came off the keeper um, so yeah we were quite fortunate to win the one at home Wigan slightly different story went 2-0 up probably weren't the better side in the game but showed some really some really good character some resilience really really strong defensively like we have been for, for large parts of the season despite that that horrible period we went on Um and then sort of got unfortunate with a with a mistake from the keeper, which made it a nervy last fifteen minutes or so. But I think we were we were more deserving of the three points on Saturday than we were on Tuesday, certainly. Yeah, and I think looking at some of the, I know you've said there about bringing a striker, and uh, I suppose looking at, at at kind of the table and the stats before recording this. I mean. 25 goals scored um, is, is one of the lowest and definitely the lowest in terms of where you are in, in the table, you know, sitting 13th. Um, looking at some of the stats as well, top score on three goals, top assist on on three goals. I suppose it's miraculous that you're actually where you, you know, where you are at the moment in the league. Who's kind of, I guess, if we're looking at the game on Tuesday... I suppose Derby fans will want to know who, who's going to cause us problems from from that point of view. Who's going to be able to to score a goal? Who's going to be able to kind of unlock a a defence and and kind of put through a, a ball that's going to end up in the back of the net from from your point of view? I mean, in terms of who's going to unlock a defence for me, and he's been an absolute gem from non-league that we signed um, at the start of the season. It's been Reese Cole. He's got a tremendous dead ball. I mean, something I've never seen anything like that uh, at Exeter in all my years of going. Uh, he's just superb. He's got pockets of real, I think, championship quality at times. He shows this unbelievable vision, unbelievable weight of pass. Like, just he's so elegant on the ball, which is not common of an Exeter City player. And then alongside him, Tom Carroll, who is obviously vastly experienced. Um, we've sort of given him a chance to to show what he can do and he's managed to stay fit for a lot of this season he's been really really good for us sort of one of those players that goes under the radar unless you're really looking at what he does you don't really notice it um but I mean in terms of goal threats now we've got 
Moisa, who who started for the first time on Saturday, scored. I mean, it took a wicked deflection, but something we haven't had a lot of this season is people willing to take shots from uh, from outside the area and and willing to take risks going forward because there's been a lot of pressure on us to score. He sort of come in with a new lease of life, sort of not worried about what people are going to say, shooting from wherever he wants, taking risks, which is something, like I said before, we've really missed. Um, so I think those two will be the, the main people to to look out for. But defensively, is something that in the last sort of five, six weeks, we can really pr- pride ourselves on. There's been a few times, I mean, Barnsley away, uh, Bristol Rovers away, all winning by one goal against the Kosh, horrible weather conditions in a lot of those. Um, but yeah, no, there's we've sort of gelled a little bit again after that, like this, like I say, the 16 game period without a win, and we're sort of playing like we were at the start of the season, where we were sort of picking teams apart and, and managed to find ourselves top at the end of the first month. So, I think there's quality all over the pitch. There's just been a lot of pressure on those players to deliver with a small squad, you know, not the biggest budget. Um, but there's definitely threats all over the pitch out wide. I mean, Vinnie Harper is who we signed from uh, Eastley at the start of the season. Another bit of a non-league gem, really athletic, powerful, direct. Dion Rankin, who's on loan from Chelsea on, on the other side. So, yeah, we've got we've got threat all over the pitch. Just it has been a bit mis, um, all, all over the place in, for a little bit of this season. But we so, sort of seem to start, seem to have started to get a little bit more um, fluidity and, and consistency. Yeah, and I guess we've said there about picking up some good results on on the road. Is there any difference to Exeter playing at home on the road? Is it a bit more free flowing? How are how are Exeter going to come and, and play at, at Pride Park? Um, sorry, it's at your place, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say. I think I think it's at our place. I mean, just to briefly touch on that game at Pride Park, I think that's the first team this season where I've thought we don't have a chance. Like, I don't know whether yeah. we caught you on a good day or I don't know if, if you were at the game, but I was fortunate enough to be there. And I just remember thinking, we don't, we can't even bring the ball down. We've got no attacking threat. You look like you're going to score with every attack. Um, so, I mean, at home this season, we've been a little bit below par. I think our away form has, has really helped us get to where we are. And I think that's to do with. And like, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not the biggest stadium in the world. Um, but there's there has been a lot of pressure from fans this season at times when things have been tough, which has sort of put that pressure on players. Whereas I think away, you've got the pressures off. There's not so many of your own fans. You've got a crowd to upset. We're quite good at disrupting. And, you know, and we were, maybe with the exception of Derby, disrupting home fans, making them upset, get on the on their team's back, which sort of forces them into mistakes. I mean, Wigan on Saturday was a perfect example. The amount of times he had the ball with their centre half, and there was moans and groans, and that just helps us build into the game, um, especially at, at the bigger stadiums like yourself, Wigan, Barnsley. Um, I'm trying to think of, of where else. Bolton was was a horrific showing as well, to be fair. But those kind of places, we're looking to frustrate those crowds. But at home, the pressure sort of comes from themselves. They feel like they've got to deliver. And the same as what happens when Derby aren't playing brilliantly at home, the fans start getting on your back. And then we're not very good at dealing with that. We've got quite a naive squad, I think, in that regard. But I think. With if you know if we are to have a, a better chance of staying in this division, our home form does drastically need to improve. Yeah, and likewise, and I know I've just said that, and I was literally just looking at the reverse fixture of uh, us beating you two 0 at home. So I'm not sure why I thought that was at home. I think actually <laughs> I'm just wishing we have games at home so we can improve our home form. Um, we're yeah. actually not too not too bad on the road. So actually, probably that's a that's a blessing that we're we're coming down to to Exeter. Um, 
We've obviously mentioned, I guess, some of the danger men and, and some of the people that will cause problems. Upon looking at some of the stats, it appears that one of your other kind of top-rated players is is Will Ameson. Tell us a, a bit more about Will. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one with Will because at the start of the season, he was Mr. Consistent, brilliant. You wouldn't have taken him out of the team. He's We have a sort of... Um, a weird system at Exeter City where we have a club captain and a team captain. So right. the club captain is sort of captain of all the issues off the pitch, sort of sorts out fines, and that's Pierre Sweeney. And then we have a team captain who's sort of the who wears the armband on the pitch, more of a leader on the pitch. And that was Will Ameson until recently. I mean, he still is technically by definition club captain, but he or, or team captain, sorry, but he has found himself out of favour in recent weeks. Um our back line has been superb. We've had a, a back three of uh, of Pierre Sweeney, Czech Diabate and uh, Zach Jules, uh, who have been our sort of central three or our three defenders or centre-halves. And then we've had sort of wing, we have two wing-backs as well. But we um, he's sort of been out of favour. And I think a lot of fans are starting to question whether he's good enough to play. If he's one of our, one of the three best centre-halves at the club, I think at the moment, um, he, he, I mean, he struggled a lot in that period where we weren't winning because it, he took a lot of responsibility being the captain on himself. And he sort of found himself in and out of the team at that stage as well. So I think it's not through a lack of will not being good enough. I think it's just we have been so good defensively that it doesn't make much sense to change it. But I think he's, he's I think he is good enough to, to start in our team. But he has just been unfortunate with players hitting form and, and us being pretty defensively solid. Yeah, and I guess you could probably draw some some parallels on Sonny Bradley. I mean, coming in and, and our, our defensive line being so good for so long, obviously he's playing some games at the moment, but you know, you see it with a lot of teams in this division. If you start putting in good defensive performances, the, the manager tends to kind of keep with them and, um, and kind of play them when they're, they're in form and trusted. And it, and it does take a, a bit of a while for that person that's sitting on the bench to, to kind of come back in. So yeah, I guess surprising to see how, that he was so kind of highly rated amongst stats, but I imagine that's maybe on on certain games earlier in the season and, and looking at that. In terms of the way that you're going to approach this one then, I mean, we've talked about how you play on at home and, and on the road, but do you look at this and think, right, we're gonna we're gonna kind of beat Derby? Do you look at it and think, right, we're gonna play for a draw? Or is it a case of let's see on the night and and we'll kind of go with with what with what the derby team comes through the door I guess. Yeah, it's it's a really good question. I I as an Exeter City fan, you get used to this way of thinking. Or I think this is the best way to think. I don't go into any game thinking we're going to win. I go into every game with a tiny bit of hope. And you know, if we do win, it'll be brilliant. If we don't, well, it's what it is. But, you know, when, when you play against teams like yourselves, um, I'm trying to think, you know, other teams like Blackpool, Bolton, Barnsley, even Peterborough, not the biggest in terms of, you know, fan base maybe, but still a, a really big club in this division budget-wise. When you come up against these teams, you just have to have a little bit of faith, a little bit of hope that, you know, we, we've got players that are good enough to, to, on their day, beat any team in this division. But, Unfortunately, they don't show it all the time, like maybe as consistently as yourselves, Peterborough, Bolton as well. Um, but yeah, I, d- I don't go into any game thinking we're going to win or we're guaranteed to win. I go in just with a little bit of hope and optimism that we might get a result. And I think it's going to be the same with you guys on on Tuesday. Massive team, some unbelievable players. I mean, too many to even name. Um, 
so yeah, just just a little bit of hope. But I, I would expect you guys to come away victorious. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, I hope that's the case because at the moment we just need to keep winning and we don't seem to be doing that at the moment, which is uh, yeah. which is rather frustrating. Well, you know, throwing a throwing a, a lead away on, on Saturday was, was very, very frustrating. Um, you've said there about, I guess, too many players to mention and I do think we have... You know, an Arsenal definitely in the the front end of the pitch. We've got players that, if they turn up, can be match winners. With that in mind, what weaknesses could Derby exploit? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I was I'm a, I mean I am a massive fan of uh, Mendes Lang. I think he's he's brilliant in the game in the reverse fixture at Pride Park. I just remember I was with my brother, and I remember turning to him thinking like this he should not be playing in this division. He And I don't know whether, again, I caught him on a good day. You see him much more regularly than I do, but he just seemed exceptional. His touch, his movement, he's strong, fast, powerful. It's like, it's, it's like sort of any team's dream winger, basically, or, or front man or, you know, wherever he's a pretty versatile player. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you get him on the ball and attack our, our wing backs, I think defensively they struggle. Going forward, they're brilliant, really good, hardworking. I think defensively out wide we do struggle at times and we saw it Wigan a few times on the weekend the ball that ball in between the the either sided center half and the wing back was quite dangerous and in fact they probably should have scored a couple of goals from those chances so if Derby were to to look to exploit us I think that would be the way you would do it yeah and the amount of people that come on this preview show and and say Mendes Lang and and do you know what look I get it he has been fantastic this season he is a fantastic player and I think he probably gets into any team in in this division but he needs to fancy it and I think there's been occasions probably where you've seen it um firsthand where you know massively fancies it and everything he touches turns to gold and there are other situations where he comes in and out of games and I mean what he did against Charlton I know he went off kind of injured but that that's him but then he also has games where he is quiet for for long spells so I mean I'm hoping I see the Mendes Lang um that, that I saw against Exeter in the in the home game but uh you'll probably be hoping for uh for a quieter Mendes Lang but I, I do think we have other um you know other areas that we can we can kind of you know hurt you and I think actually what we've been able to do over the transfer window is is bring in Ebu Adams who I think has really kind of I suppose, solidified that midfield and give us a bit more fight in there. In terms of of that, in terms of the middle, because I know you mentioned Tom Carroll and my thoughts previously when I've seen him, he was obviously on trial at Derby and had a couple of games. He was quite quite lightweight. Are you quite lightweight in there or have you got someone that's going to kind of put themselves about and compete with us physically? Yeah, we... 
I would say that's our biggest weakness mid- in midfield. I think Reese Cole's a little bit more tough tackling, but still not of Ebu Adams' uh, sort of stature and pedigree. Obviously, an incredibly strong player. Um, Tom Cow, obviously, like you said, mentioned very, very lightweight. But when he's on the ball, you know, he's superb. Maybe winning it back, not so much. Uh, we have just signed Ryan Woods, who's a little bit more tough tackling, a little bit bulkier, but still not anything sort of like ridiculously powerful. So in that regard, not really. In midfield, we are quite lightweight um, and, and more technical, if you like. I think we would have liked to have signed. I think we were looking at more powerful midfielders in January, but just nothing materialised. But yeah, I think if there was to be, you know, one weakness with our midfield I think it would be that it's not very strong and you you know if you get some players you know I was fortunate enough to see uh Derby play against Burton uh early on in the season and I mean some of them I mean Max Bird was exceptional um and you've done well to to keep hold of him because I know there was interest in him in January and even though he's not ridiculously strong or anything like that he still seems to be able to put himself about a bit even for a youngster so yeah uh, we don't we don't really have that uh as such now yeah, I think we were lacking a, a little bit and I think that's probably why we've brought in Adams and I think he's really Im- improved us in there. So yeah, that's my thought and I thought I think looking at your your midfield and and after hearing your own kind of assessment of it that's potentially somewhere that we can we can kind of win the game. So Paul Warren if you're listening, get Ebo Adams on it and uh we'll, we'll be all right. <laughs> In terms of, uh, for the rest of the season, then, John, aspirations. I mean, what do you want from this Exeter team until the end of the season? And and also, what do you think is going to happen, I guess? Yeah, I think that's the uh, it's the million-dollar question, isn't it? You know, I wish I wish I knew what could happen um, or what will happen. I really am just hopeful that we'll stay in the division. I mean, that would be another successful season, I think. You know, I think we've got the second smallest budget in the division. We're doing we're already outperforming what we should be. Um, I think we need a little bit of stability. I think in the, in the upcoming season, we'll have hopefully a, a more built squad. Last season was a real uh, regeneration here in terms of we had a lot of youngsters, really talented youngsters go out. We had Josh Keeley, we had Archie Collins leave, um, a number of other players, Jack Sparks went to Portsmouth. So we had a load of really talented youngsters that obviously we can't afford to keep because people are willing to offer three, four times what they're on with us. Um, so we, we were in that horrible period where, okay, we've now got no one coming through the academy as such that's ready to start League One football. And we've got to bring in players that, you know, we can't afford to bring in someone as good as Archie Collins because else we, we, we would, you know, like it's just going to cost you what Archie Collins would cost. So that's kind of how we've survived and done so well in recent years was because the academy products we've brought through, have we haven't been paying them what maybe they're worth because, other, you know, other teams haven't unearthed them yet and there are players so we can afford to, to pay them less. So we're in a really hard transitional period, which I think Gary, you know, at the start managed really well. Then people questioned, right, maybe he hasn't managed this transitional period too well. And now we seem to have sort of levelled out again. Um, but I, I would really quite comfortably snap your hand off right now if you told us we would be playing League One football next season. Yeah, and I think, I mean, looking at it, I mean, yes, you you went on that that bit of a run. But I think if you're able to continue in, on this run, I, I don't think you should have any problems. I mean, I don't see... I, well, 
I see worse teams in the division the next to it, in my in my opinion. So yeah, um, yeah, let's see what happens. But it's football at the end of the day. Um, we'll probably we'll probably go on a similar run and fall out of the playoffs. Um, that'll <laughs> probably be that'll probably be something that happens, and that that's typical derby and, and typical football. Last question for you then, John. You've obviously said that you think Derby are going to come and um, and get the result, but what's your score prediction for the game? What, what are you going to go with? Yeah, I don't want I don't want to be too pessimistic or, or negative, but I I think it'll be Exeter one, Derby two. I think it'll be a, a hardly contested game. I think we're in good form for us, and I think we've got players that are confident, much more confident than they were when we went to your place. Um, but I still think you'll have the the quality and and the know how on the day to to get the job over the line. Yeah, sounds fair. I'm going to go with a one-all draw because when I go for comfortable wins, we always draw or lose. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to go one-one, and and hopefully we get a, a last-minute goal two-one, and I'll I'll take that. But yeah, like we said there, I don't think it's the the best time to be playing you. You seem to have picked up some results, and you know I think it's quite interesting that teams like Exeter, Exeter can play a part in deciding who gets automatics, who gets in the playoffs, mm. and you know, as we saw last season, teams really relish kind of playing against a, a team that are, are chasing promotion and they probably put in an extra 10%, 15%. So we'll have to see how that goes on Tuesday. We are better away from home. Um, amazingly, I think we've sold out our away end Exeter, which is pretty yeah, fantastic incredible support. Tuesday night. Really, really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how many teams do that on a, a Tuesday night away at Exeter, but that's uh, that's pretty incredible. So, yeah, the Derby fans will be will be supporting us um, all the way down in, in Exeter. But, John, thanks so much for joining me. It's been great to catch up again. Um, we didn't see you at the FCAs. I was just saying off stream that someone from Rams Talk said, yeah, I met John at the FCAs and he was a lovely, he was a lovely bloke. Um, it wasn't you, so Don't sorry think about it was that. me, no. <laughs> no it's all good no I, I hope to be there at some point in the future but not not last season though well, yeah we'll maybe see you there uh at the end of, of next season or the middle of next season whenever whenever it is but yeah. if you have enjoyed listening to this please do go and rate us five star uh we'll be back on sunday reacting to this game um and also our saturday fixture as well and we will see you then uh it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from john and finally just thank you again john for joining us Thank you very much, Jamie. Cheers. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.